No, no, no. She's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Friday, and this is the Dr. Friday Show. And we are talking about my favorite subject. It is December, so it means that we are thinking about what can we still do for the year of 2023, we only have something like 20, 24, 25 days left of the season. So we need to really start concentrating on if you're considering the Roth conversion, you want to do it earlier versus later. Later you get towards Christmas. A lot of people are out of town. It's hard to make that conversion. The other would be uh, maximizing your 401k. Sometimes people will put their final paycheck into their 401k to help reduce their overall income because you really have a tough time knowing what your income is until this time of the year for year to day, especially if you work with some limited bonuses and things like that. Um, maybe you got an inheritance or something and you're, you know, you can't really convert your inheritance into a retirement, but you can maximize your work or your 401k or put money into an IRA of some sort. And then that would help you reduce the overall tax that maybe you're looking at. So these are the kinds of things we really want to go with. Oh, wow. Awesome. You guys are ready for the Dr. Friday show today. I love it. It's not even quite tax season. We usually get that. Let's go to Ron in Nashville and we'll go right to it. Hey, Ron. Hey. Uh, I've got a question. Hey, there's. Uh, I've got several million. I want to gift my kids, uh, four kids, um, and maybe half a million dollars, or seventeen thousand this year, half a million next year. What What are the ramifications? Is there a form I have to fill out? And if I write them a check for seventeen thousand, for example, for two twenty twenty three, do they have to cash it before December thirty first? Well, theoretically, as long as it's written before that day. So if you give it to them for Christmas and someone doesn't and you can't take some some banks don't allow over like 10,000, take a picture of it and deposit and they have to physically go in for some reason, then the answer would be no, they don't have to. As long as the check was written uh, in the tax year, which in your um, situation would be before the end of the year, you are um, perfect as far as that. So if they don't get cash to the first of the year, that is really their their situation and that's not a problem and if it's 17,000 then we don't have to worry about filing the gift tax return if it goes above that number anything above it's a form 709 and you're going to file the difference so if you give them half a million dollars then back out the first 17 and the remaining will show up on that form all you really need is their legal name social security number and address um and then the date that it was given and how much sometimes people will do it in multiple things so and that's really the only thing the only other side as long as it stays at the half million i don't believe you'll have a, a situation right now of course we have a lifetime gifting of i don't know was it like eleven thousand eleven million dollars or something um the, the problem will be if the limitation comes back down. And I will say in 2024, you do have 18,000 just as a point of interest. It went up to 18 okay. in 2024. Um, but, um, you know, your your situation on that one, you can figure out. I don't know what's going to happen if if they bring it back down to a million dollars lifetime and you've given away three million, which I have some clients that have. Um, 
I don't think it's grandfathered in theoretically. It could become where we'll have to go back and file gift tax returns. I'm not actually sure, but right now the answer is file 709, give the kids the money. We'll deal with the next one, depending on what happens. It may change nothing in our lifetimes and we may be perfect. Okay. Does that make sense? And, uh, so with that, that would that's half million. We wouldn't pay tax. I wouldn't pay taxes on like up to 40% on, on the half million or the, Right. You've already, I mean, to gift, to gift, so to gift somebody money, the person giving the money has to already have paid tax or will pay tax if they're taking it out of some sort of investment. I would suggest if it's in an investment that is giftable, meaning stocks or something like that, gift the kids the stock at the value um, of the stock and let them deal with it versus you pay the tax, but that is your choice. I don't know if this is cold cash or if it's in an investment that you're cashing out and then wanting to give them cold cash. So what I have to is this an investment, Ron, or is this cash? Well, uh, it's cash. It is cash. Okay. Well, then we don't have to worry. If it's yeah. in cash, you've already paid tax on it. Is a theory, and then you're just writing checks to the kids, and they don't have to pay any tax. Uh, and there's no gift tax at this time for that. But the 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 four hundred eighty two thousand, let's say next year, that would mm -hmm. um, cut reduce the uh, lifetime lifetime. Right? Is that correct? Yes, sir. That would reduce the lifetime. That's a hundred percent correct. Yes, it would go against your lifetime of eleven million. Yes. Okay. All right. And are you married, Ron? No. Are you married or are you single? Okay. I wasn't sure. If you're married, you could double it. Is the only thing I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. You, you got it. Thanks for listening. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Let's go to Bryant in Spring Hill. Hey, Dr. Friday. Uh, just got a quick question. Hey, was, uh, hanging out at work at the water cooler and we were talking about tax credits and there was a theory thrown out that you have to pay the tax credit back. So don't accept it. Could you shed a little light on that theory? <laughs> Which tax credit would that be? Do you know? Like a child tax credit? Oh, no. So child tax credit, you don't pay back. Um, the only tax credit that existed that I can think of right off the top of my head was the home buyer's credit back in, gosh, it's been 10 years or more. Um, so back in 2010, nine, eight, something like that, they gave someone $7,500. And in that case, every year they had to pay $500 back until it's paid off in full. That's the only time I've ever seen a credit that is actually paid back. I mean, there's the energy credits that's 30% off if you get solar. You don't pay that 30% back if you do something. Um, you know, your kids, you have to keep them anyway, so there's no giving it back. Um, so there's really none that I can think off the top of my head. The only other kind of business deductions would be like if Section 179 or something like that, where if you sell it, you would have to do a recapture. But nope, credits, most credits are credits, just like deductions. Um, I can't think of, like I said, very many of them that would require you to pay back. So I'd say you want to maximize any credit that you can qualify for. I love it. I'm a client of yours and I knew you would have the answer and I thought this would be the best <laughs> time to do it. So thank you for all your years I, of service. Get the answer. No problem, buddy. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. All right, so we are live on the radio, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about tax 
taxes, but we also want to think about year end. We are at the end of a, a calendar year almost. We only have a few weeks left here. And so now is the time to be thinking first, if you do qualify for equipment, if you're a small business owner and you're thinking, well, you know what, we have a really healthy profit and maybe we need to go ahead and buy a piece of equipment, buy a truck, buy a dozer, whatever your business might be. Now may be the time to think about it, but keep in mind, tax law specifically says it has to be put in service. So that being said, if it has to be put in service, you can't go buy it on December 31st and take it off on your taxes unless it was a truck you drove off the lot and it's already ready to be working. If it's a piece of equipment and has to be brought into the factory or manufacturing or whatever you're doing, that piece of equipment needs to be installed and working before you can deduct it. Very important because sometimes people are like, yeah, I, I purchased it already. Oh, what? but they weren't going to deliver it until the first of uh, the next year or whatever. And you're like, well, if you deliver it next year, then it's a tax deduction for next year. You may have used the money in 2023, but if you're not getting it until 2024, it is not a legitimate tax deduction. Important to understand. Um, so I just want to make sure that you have and understand how that one's going to work. All right. We have another phone call, Rick from Cookville. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Hey, Rick, what's happening? Uh, it's a great day, I'm telling you. I'm glad, I'm glad to talk to you. Uh, can I tell you what I'm doing? I yes, have a please. house that I'm building, house that I'm building for my daughter, building it out of my own equity uh, in my home, okay. and I'm going to uh, convert uh, it to a long-term loan for her. She's already pre-approved mm -hmm. for the loan, all that. We're doing the house really cheap because I'm doing all the labor basically myself. So my daughter's going to get this great house. It, uh, the house is going to be valued at a lot more than she's going to pay for it. Will I right, be? So she's going to have a lot of equity I, in it when you're done. Yes, yes. Will I be taxed for that equity as a gift to her? No, because, I mean, what you're gifting her is your blood, sweat, and tears. Um, assuming you're not crying, Rick. But anyways, um, in all honesty, no, because really what you're gifting her is labor. So, you know, is she going to use this as her primary home in the, in the, 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 oh, the fact is yes, the value right. of the home, whatever the value is that you have in it is truly her original basis, which is pretty okay. much probably the loan that she's taking. So if the house is maybe worth, let's just say 300, but you have 150 only in it, right? Because of all the labor yeah, and yeah. stuff you haven't had. So she's going to have 150 in that house. And then um, when she sells it, whatever the difference, and this may be 10 years from now, 20 years, hopefully more than five years, um, then she get a step up, but, um, she's really only going to get it for the value that you put into it, not the value that the loan says it is. Does that make sense? Okay. That so makes she's, she's going to have a lot of equity in there, but the fact is if we only have 150 grand in it, then that's all she has in it is the $150,000 that she's basically paying back on that mortgage or loan. Um, you know, and make so, sure so the biggest my, thing is make my, sure in, you go ahead. Your labor's free. Uh, and my, and my personal taxes then. It will not show right. None of this is going to show her. up on you at all. None of this is going to show okay. up because you're using a home equity that's going to, so that's non-taxable money. And then when you convert it into the loan, you'll pay off your home equity. Again, a non-taxable situation. And then she'll have the 30-year loan or whatever that she's going to take out and pay off the difference. The biggest thing is, is that 
whatever you pay for, because some of this may come out of money you didn't have in that home equity. I don't know. I'm just saying it may have been just personal money that you've actually invested. But you want to make sure okay. you can track the true, true amount that you put into this house if possible, because yeah, that's truly going everything. to be her value. Okay. Does that's that make all sense? I needed to know. Yes, ma'am. Okay, boss. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. Appreciate Bye. the phone call. Bye. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we get back, we can get some more of your phone calls. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty. We are back here live in studio. I can hear that transition. Sorry. Um, if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Again, we want to also be considering 2023 is not over yet. We have 2024. We're going to start really working hard on maybe doing some better um deductions throughout the year, maybe for some of us that are listening, but the really, I want to concentrate on 2023. We have a couple more weeks. So that means making sure, and if you can, you can always look, even one, one of the big things I think someone might look at is look at your W, um, look at your pay stub. And if you've made 50,000 and you haven't paid in six, 7,000, if you're single eight or 9,000 possibly. Um, and if you're married, you know, at least 5,000, maybe you need to reconsider, are you having enough money coming out of your check? Have every last few years, have you actually had to write a check? Now, again, most of my clients know I'm not an advocate for having two or $3,000 refunds. That doesn't really help my clients. They need the money in their own pocket. But I also don't want them having to write a check for two or $3,000. That can be hard when it's sometimes, depending on the business they're in, seasonal or whatever, that there could be a situation under that. So really, really important to think about is if you're not having enough money, you need to make that transition. It's a W-4. You're going to go back to your employer. And maybe the easiest thing would be is leave whatever you have, just have an additional dollar amount come out. Maybe you were short $500 and you're paid, you know, 52 weeks a year or whatever. So you just want to have an extra $10 a paycheck come out. So that way you don't have to worry about that extra money um, when it comes due. So now's the time to think about that. All right, we're going to head to the phone lines. Carol in the borough. Hey, Carol, what is happening on this rainy Saturday? <laughs> Good afternoon. Uh, we re uh, received a trust fund from my father's um, inheritance when he died mm -hmm. in uh, 2022. It was dispersed. What kind of taxes will we be paying on that? So your father had a trust and you received a distribution? Yes. Okay. Um, and do you have any, I, I mean, are you guys the trustees or is there someone else that's a trustee? My husband is. Okay. Wonderful. Cause they'll have better access than sometimes. So it would depend just because there was a distribution from the trust doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be taxable. Um, so the question would be, was there like a retirement 401k IRA cashed out that would become taxable. And if that was distributed or did he hold back money and, the trust is going to pay the tax and then the distribution or I know I'm not answering your code of question because on the trust, there's two ways of doing it. You can do what's called a K one from the trust and all the taxes rolls to the, the beneficiaries, 
or the trust can pay all the taxes and then just do distributions to the beneficiary. So um, kind of a couple questions on that one would be, first, I don't know what kind of assets were in the trust, so I can't tell you. Do you know if it was just cash in the bank or if it was like a house that no. got sold? or it was a home that got sold. Okay. The home they got sold would have had a step up in basis. So that would have been zero taxable to you or to the beneficiaries. Um, but if there was any, or, huh? Capital gains. Do, do they have to be no. paid on something like that? Uh, most likely. No. If, if it was sold within the right period and right now we're not blowing up it for a couple of years, I couldn't say this, but usually whenever the passing, the person passed away, the house then has to be cleaned up or whatever, and then sold whatever it was valued at at the time of the passing. If we sold it for that same amount or less zero tax. If we sold it for more, then there would be capital gains, but only after the value at the date of death. All righty. So if the house that was worth 500, did it? Okay, awesome. I'm, I was winging it there a little bit, Carol, so I'm sorry. I was like, there's too many uh, possibilities in there. But if you have any other questions, you guys can always follow up because that one's not as easy over the radio. But if there's additional questions, you've got my office. If not, you'll get my office number. But I appreciate the phone call, Carol. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's hit Eddie in the borough. We are rocking in the borough today. Hey, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, Long Eddie. Time. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Long time listener, ungratefully first time caller. Oh, good. My, um, well, go for it. My father just passed last week. And um, he was a Vietnam vet, and he was 100% disabled. And he got a house through the VA that I'm actually living in. And him just passing, before he passed, we were I was able to take the house and um, do a, um, he had a living will with me all over it. And then he had, and then we did a, what do they call it when, um, a trust transfer claim. or something like that. Yes, a quick claim deed for the house. Okay. Um, now that right. he has passed, um, the VA sent me paperwork and am I going to have to continue paying on that house or is that house? Cause that house has been passed down to me. There's still about 240 yes. left on the house note. I'm going to have to continue to pay on that. Correct. That is correct. Yes. The mortgage will still go with the house. So you're going to continue to make the payments and the downside to that would be a potentially, we'd have to really see what the paperwork said, but theoretically, because you did it before his passing, you may not have qualified for the, what we call the step up in basis. You may have inherited at the value that he paid for it, not necessarily the value that it was worth today. But your main question is, is the mortgage still tied to it? Or do you still, yes, you have to keep paying that mortgage. Okay. No matter now what. Okay, now is there a possibility of the of the um, of the VA defaulting on that and taking the house back to me, um, or am I pretty much safe since I had um, that paperwork done? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I doubt they want the real estate as long as you keep making payments. And I've had clients that have um, their spouses have died and the mortgage was in the spouse's name and they just keep paying it until they sold it later. To be quite honest, I, I don't believe and I'm not a, an attorney, but I don't think anything's going to happen as long as the mortgage is paid. All right, great. If you don't All pay right, it, then that would be a more of a problem. Yeah, cool. Sorry right for on. the loss of your dad, though. 
Uh, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks, day. Eddie. Uh-huh. All right. We are on the Dr. Friday show. You can join. I'm getting some great calls today, guys. A little bit more than sometimes, at least. Uh, we Normally in tax season, we, we blow up the phones, but it's a little early, but I'm appreciating them. You can reach us here in studio at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. I do want to put out there for all business owners, you guys have been receiving letters from Tennessee Department of Revenue about your gross business receipts. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. If you have less than $100,000, and if you only have one location, this is simple. Uh, less than $100,000 in your sales, you will not be paying business tax. Um, you do need to notify them that you have less than that. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure because some people, some years could be higher, some years could be lower. And so you have to still keep a gross business um, um license. So you have to have a license. It's just going to go, it used to be like less than 10,000, um, or less than 3000, but now it's going to be less than a hundred thousand. So that's great news for all the small business owners that are trying to make ends meet and then having to pay another 40, 50, $60 on a business license. So you do have to contact Tennessee Department of Revenue and let them know what your gross receipts were, as my understanding. Now, if you are a contractor and you in the same county have more than one location, but see, some of my people, they may make thirty or 40000 in a county and or a city. Um, as long as that county and city end up to being less than 100000 you don't have to do the 50 million different business licenses that we've been doing in the past. Now, some of you guys, it's not going to make a difference. You're doing more than a hundred in all the different cities and counties, or you have multiple locations in those cities and counties. And if those multiple locations add up to more than a hundred thousand, you're paying it no matter what. So it's really designed for people making less than a hundred thousand dollars, um, in a city county area. So if you're not sure, you can go to tintap, T-N-T-A-P uh, dot T-N dot gov. And you can look at if you haven't already received this notice, it's kind of an important thing. We're going to be filing those come January. Uh, gross business receipts are actually due, I believe, April 1st. But normally we start filing them once we know what our December sales, then we have the year to date and we can start filing that information. But it's really important. Now would be a good time. But now some of you guys, if you're close, if you're already at 90000 and you have the rest of this month, you may exceed and it, there's no special. If you were $101,001, you have to file, okay? They've already came out and said there's no middle of the road. It's 100 or less or 100 and more. So just putting that out there because all people come in and say, I was so close. Well, close isn't going to quite cut it in this case. So again, if you have a small business and I have a number of them, this is going to be great news for, because they've always had 30, 40, $50,000 a year. It's just a little, little business that people have. Those are no longer going to have to deal with the business license. Now, Again, I still think there's a little bit of information missing because I'm not positive that means that we won't have to have a business gross receipt because I think we do, which means there's a minimum of like $30 that we have to pay no matter what. So we'll find out more about that as we keep moving. I think that's probably going to be in January when we fi find out that they have made some adjustments to this. But if you are one of those individuals that have just a little small business on the side or just maybe a one-man team, then just keep in mind that you should 
And this went in effect for 2023, not 2024. This goes in effect for 2023. So it will be something that we can take in effect immediately. So at the end of this year, maybe you won't have to pay that several hundred dollars that you normally pay for a business license. Maybe we can actually pay zero. That's always great news, right? All right. We're going to take our second break here on the Dr. Friday show. You can join us live here in studio. 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday show. Live in studio. This is Dr. Friday with the Dr. Friday show. I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the internal revenue service. That means I do not work for the internal revenue service guys. I'm licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. So if you have IRS issues, you're getting some love letters in the mail, you're not too sure, maybe you've got a special drawer you like to throw them in so that way you can ignore them. And why do they always come by twos if you're married? Why do I always get a whole bunch of them? These are always the questions we have. Just so you know, it should always, if it's a joint tax return, both people on the joint tax return should receive their own letters. It doesn't mean that you both owe that, well, theoretically, Whoever can pay it pays it, but the dollar amount is the total amount due on those letters. So I had an email earlier. It says my husband and I both got letters and we sh it shows that we owe 600 and some dollars. Does that mean each of us owe 600 and some dollars? And the answer is no, together you owe 600 and some dollars. So that's just the point of interest. Also want to put out there next Saturday is the Christmas show. You guys know for the last 15 years and guess who will be on with me? Dr. Electric. I know some of you guys are probably missing him. I know I miss him on the radio, but uh, he's going to join and I'm sure he's going to offer up some deer meat, which has been a winner and I don't understand it, but hey, my listeners, his listeners have always loved giving away the deer. So next week we are going to have a one hour show um, that we'll be doing from two to three and we'll be giving away a ton of stuff. So many of you guys year after year have managed to get in. It's going to be a little shorter because we used to be able to do two hours. So this year we'll have a one hour Christmas show next Saturday with Dr. Electric and myself. And we'll be doing a ton of giving away. Uh, since we have to cram everything into a one hour show, probably be a little faster than normal. We may have something silly like you guys having to sing Christmas Carol or something. I don't know. We always enjoy kind of having some fun with you guys because, you know, we have to say thank you somehow. Um, and we enjoy having um, our audience or, you know, I do since Joe decided not to do the radio any longer. So I'm still here. So anyways, you can join us uh, next next Saturday, obviously, to get all those. But this Saturday, you can still join us live in studio. If you've got a question, maybe you've received some love letters. Maybe you have to figure out, I want to get straight with the IRS. I don't even know where to begin. I've moved several times. I've gotten divorced. I don't know if when we filed taxes. I don't know if we ever filed taxes. And I haven't really gotten love letters. Sometimes I have people come in and they'll say, IRS hasn't sent me anything, but I know I haven't filed for the last five years. So I think I need, and again, 2020 and 2021 were big years. Guess what falls off by April of next year, 2020. And if you haven't gotten the, the stimulus money because you didn't file taxes for the last five years, and so you weren't on the list, you may be leaving free money on the table. And so often I find that a lot of times people don't owe as much as they think even people that leave money on the table. Um, but we won't be able to get a refund. You can only go back three years for refunds. So 21, 22, 23 
will be what we have coming up right now. It's 2021 and 22. And the two years that we did receive uh, stimulus, if you were qualified for it, was 20 and 21. So I just want to put that out there because it's very important to be able to get out there and don't want to leave money um, out there. And, you know, if you owe money, why not use that money to pay back? I mean, it's still $1,400 or thereabouts, depending on your situation. Um, if you qualify, if you're um, in the higher tax brackets, we don't qualify for it. But if you were in the lower married couples making less than, I think, 150 or single under 75, you did qualify for um, some or all of the stimulus. And if you have a number of children, that just adds up on top of it. All right. So we've talked a little bit about IRAs. You don't have to worry so much about making, I mean, I'm not a financial planner, so I'm sure financial planners would say, make it as soon as you can, but you don't have to make your um, IRA, your Roth IRAs, or even your HSA payments quite yet. They can go all the way up until tax day, which is April 15th this year, guys. Finally, an actual April 15th, unless something happens, that will be our due date. On that day, we do have to pay all of those. But right now, the only ones that are really important is people that actually have W uh, 401ks or uh, some version 403Bs. There's several different versions that the money comes from your paycheck that has to go in. You can't just take money and send it out to your 401k if you're working for somebody. They have to take it from your paycheck and then take out because it's deferred, right? So you want to be able to pay it in that way. Um, and then there's uh, the Roth, which is not deferred, but still comes out of the paycheck. So if that's something you need to do, you might want to sit back and just look at your checks and see where you're at and just see if it's the, the thing that you need. Again, I'm not a financial planner, but all I do know is that you can't, and many times you cannot have an IRA and a 401k. Again, I'm not a financial planner. I keep putting that out there because these are questions you should be asking them, but there is some backdoor IRAs you could talk to them about. But many times I have people that end up paying penalties on their taxes because they went ahead and put money in an IRA and they were already paying into a 401k and their income didn't allow for it. Now, if you're single and making less than 30 some thousand dollars, I think it's like 36, you can get the savers credit and you can put money into um, both situations, but you cannot do that if you're making 150 or something as a single person. So make sure you know the game, make sure you know how to play it. And if you're trying to set aside a lot of uh, more money for your retirement than what you can do through the basic system, then you need to talk to, again, financial planners. That's where they make their bread and butter, taking the money, putting it someplace and hopefully growing it. So when you hit retirement, you have it. Uh, but that is uh, tax wise. Most of the time I usually see, see the penalty side of things. So I want to make sure that you're thinking about that. And then obviously um, I'm a huge advocate for the health savings account. If you have the option, because many of us are blessed where we don't have to actually use insurance or go see doctors a lot, at least not yet in my life. And so having a lower, a higher deductible, lower insurance payment and putting more money into a health savings account is a good plan for someone like myself. Again, not going to be perfect for everyone. If we were all the same, how boring would this world be? So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page, but start thinking if you're a small business owner, you know, for one, Try to take the next couple of weeks and find out where you stand. Because I have a lot of them that come in. I have one on my desk right now where they did monthly financials. I guess you would call it. They had an Excel, but they didn't do it as a continuous Excel. So they don't have a year-to-date information. So they have no idea what their profit and loss is to date with the information. And then second, that helps you for two reasons. 
you know when you're self-employed, right, guys? You know you're supposed to be making estimated payments. And I shouldn't even say just self-employed. Many people that are retired have to make estimated payments because you have so many different places your money's coming from that you end up having to pay taxes every year. So you pay in estimates based on the year before. So if you're doing that, and especially as a business owner, you need to know, you can't really wait to the last minute. And the next thing you know, you owe 15, $20,000 and you're sitting there going, Oh my gosh. Well, if you made 80, guess what? You have a partner in business. And for most small business, or I shouldn't say small for every business owner, we have a partner called the IRS or the U S treasury. I don't care how you want to call it. And they're 20, 25, 30, 35% of our business. And that's of your profit, not of your gross, but of your profit. They are partners. And it's easier to think of it that way than think, Oh my gosh, I, you know, why are they taking so much money? Because they're your partner. I guess is the only way I can explain it. The fact is tax law is tax law. And if you think you're making money, you should have for every dollar you take out, you should be putting 25% minimum into a savings account for the IRS. And that's not going to cover everything because most of us don't take all the profits out of our business, but we have to pay tax on all the profits of our business. If you have a pass-through LLCs, sub S corporations, C corporations, right? All of them are not C corporations, schedule C's. Um, all three of those LLCs, sub S corporations, partnerships, and schedule C's, all of those are pass-throughs, which mean no matter if you put the money in your personal checking account or it stays in the business account, if you made 50,000, you're paying tax on 50. It could all be sitting there and it doesn't make any difference because you're still going to be liable for that tax. And so you have to start setting aside that money. Otherwise you're going to be sitting there going, oh, wow, I didn't know about that. I had a, an older couple come in and um, they went into a, uh, they sold some property and ended up having to pay tax on that property. Now, in this case, this these guys were smart. They took a, a big chunk of money and just set it aside. They're not touching it until I tell them how much money they owe in taxes. And they did a good job. They ended up putting more aside than what we have due in taxes. But most of the time, people will go out, spend the money, or reinvest it even. I have people that would go sell a piece of real estate and then put it back into another piece of real estate, but they didn't do it through a 1031 exchange. They just sold and then repurchased thinking that if I sell something and I reinvest it, that somehow that eliminates the tax and it doesn't. There is something called a 1031 exchange. And if it's done properly, it can eliminate the tax for now. But most people are just looking at, I took it, I spent it, and I then put the money back and it doesn't quite work that way. And then now you've got a tax liability and you can't get the money back because it's tied up in this other asset. So um, then you end up with a payment plan and the IRS is probably one of the world's worst loan offices. Seriously. I mean, you have interest now that's a little over 10%. And then you have penalties that are basically 25% here, 25% there. You can easily be at 50% penalties within six months, easily. So you've got 60% above what you owe. So if you owe $10,000, now you owe $16,000 within about six months. Um, so it's not a game. I mean, you know, they you, you really do, if you want to keep the IRS out of your bank, 
You need to make some plans. You need to understand. And as a business owner, you need to keep good records. Just putting it together and, and estimating or trying to add it all up isn't going to work. You need to do, I don't care if you use Excel. I don't care if you use QuickBooks. I don't care what format. I don't even care if you use paper. It doesn't make a difference as long as you can track where the money came in and where the money went out. And the difference is profit. It's that simple. All right, guys, we're going to take our last break. Um, that'll be the end of this show. And then next Saturday, we're going to be talking about presents. That's right. We're going to be giving away. Uh, but right now, you can reach us here live in studio, 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. We'll take your call talking about taxes, or maybe you've received some sort of letters, or you're not too sure if you re if you had an inheritance like um, Carol had or something, and you're like, do I need to be thinking about taxes on it? I will do my very best to hopefully cover that and help you figure it out. We're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday show services, planning, business, and IRS negotiation. Visit drfriday.com. All righty. We are back with the last bit of the show here. So if you have a question, you just been I really want to call, but I'm so scared. And don't worry, we don't take down names. We don't take down numbers. Um, there is really no stupid questions because let's be honest, not all of us know everything. So if somebody was calling me about auto repairs or how to build a house, I'm pretty sure I'd be the same way. Taxes just happen to be the one thing that I have the best grasp on. So if you have a question when it concerns the taxes or anything like that, this is the show to call 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Again, next Saturday, put the number down. You're going to have some fun, lots and lots of giveaways. And, uh, Hopefully the phone lines won't blow up and we lose the host system because we've gone crazy, but that's all right. That would be fun too. But um, anyway, so we're thinking about 2023 and I was just trying to run through a quick list in my mind. Really the biggest thing I could say is guys, if you are, and I keep pushing the entrepreneurs because if you have to put together 12 months worth of income and expenses, you're bound to miss something if you've got them all spread out on your desk right now unless it's a really small business, therefore it's not a big deal. But, you know, do you have the miles? And can you even take miles? Some of my clients are only businesses that do remote, right? So they don't have a lot of things that they actually drive to unless they're considering coming to my office. And sometimes they don't even do that. They do it remotely. Um, so I want to make sure that you have um, all of your um, home office expense. That is still legitimate expense, guys, if you have a physical home office. If you're sitting on your sofa or at your kitchen table with a laptop and you're running your business, that's not an office. <laughs> Just letting you know, that is your kitchen table or that is your front room sofa. So you cannot write that off. It has to be legitimate space. That's the important part. The legitimate space, you have to be able to identify a separate room with a desk, chair, printer, possibly, whatever. All right, so we're going to hit the phones real quick with Melissa because I think she's got an interesting question. Hello, sweetheart. What can I do for you? Uh, we had to some timber off of our land, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, do we have to pay taxes on it? And if so, how do we file that on our taxes? So you do um, file timber. It is going to, some companies at least, will 1099 you as miscellaneous is not earnings per se. It's going to fall. Now, I don't know if you have, did you, did you guys have to pay to replant or anything, or did you just pay for the no. lumber to be removed? 
just for the lumber to be removed. Okay, so it's just gonna um, it's gonna fall on um, the ten forty page uh, schedule one, but it's basically just gonna be other income. You're not gonna pay self employment tax on it. It's just gonna show up as other income. You probably don't have much of a deduction. Um, it would theoretically, a lot of people would say it would depreciate the value of your land because if now it doesn't have the mature lumber on it, it may be worth less today than it was. So you could theoretically do a schedule D with a deduction of the difference. But if you're, the question is, Melissa, will it be replanted and will it come back up? And we don't have the answer to that. So, um, there is two trains of thoughts. And you might want to talk to your tax person and bring the one up where it says depletion. So basically you would take what the value of the property was before and what it would be valued afterwards without the mature trees, and then take that as your cost against the cutting of the trees, which would then be a schedule D and you'd be able to reduce your money that you receive today, because obviously these trees are probably 20 years, 30 years old, maybe longer. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? A little bit? Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right, bye. All right, thanks. All righty. Thank you so much. Hopefully, and I would suggest in that case, talk to your tax person, Melissa, because um, there is two ways, and without having a, a direct conversation, this would be more information I would need. All right, really quick, let's hit Delhi. Is it Delhi? Yes. Delhi? Oh, Delhi. Okay, cool. Delhi. What can I answer for you? Hey, I was wanting to ask you an RMD uh, question. Yep. I know okay. you can give to charitable organizations, but I was wondering two if you can give like your. I've got have two sisters, and I was wondering mm -hmm. if I could give them uh, a thousand or a couple thousand dollars each on on an RMD. You can't because it wouldn't do the same. I mean, you could certainly write a check to them. It just would not have a tax advantage to it. Um, okay. With the QCD or qualified charitable deduction, which is what Delhi's talking about, that reduces your taxes dollar for dollar, right? So if you give $3,000 to your church, then it reduces your RMD by $3,000 straight off. We don't have to itemize the church or anything, and it reduces your income. With your sisters, they're not a legitimate non nonprofit, so therefore, okay. it really so would just be under the gifting laws. They would have okay. to be a legitimate nonprofit, yes. Okay, well, I, I appreciate that. Sure. That is a great question, actually. A lot of people like to think they're kids. They could like to give money, you know, if there's any way of writing it off the taxes. And unfortunately, it's not. But it was a really good question. Many people wonder about that. Thanks, Deli. All righty. Um, we have a few more minutes left here. So what we want to do is first, anyone that is an existing client to Dr. Friday, you need to get on the website, drfriday.com and look your tax appointment. If you are wanting to be a client of Dr. Friday, you need to call our office and we need to take a um, you know, appointment so we can see if we're going to be on the same page, see if we want to be able to work together or not. Again, if you're an existing client to Dr. Friday, go onto the website, drfriday.com, click on calendar and book your appointment. You know how fast those things book up. Then if you are not a client of Dr. Friday, but would love to be one, I mean, come on, let's be honest. We had the fun time in our office during tax season. If you want to see if we can help you save you tax dollars, maybe prepare your taxes, not a problem. Just give our office a call Monday morning at 615-367-0819. We can then take an interview and see if we all 
feel like we want to work together or not. Very important. You need to make sure that whoever you do, whoever handles your taxes, as far as I'm concerned, you need to be on the same page. You need to make sure that you're able to communicate with them that when you call, they answer and that you feel that they have at least the ability to do the type of taxes that you want done. If it's not a good match, then you need to find someone that is. But again, we all have the same concept. We want to make sure that whatever we're doing here in our office, that we match well with our clients. That way it makes it so much easier and so much smoother because, you know, after 25 years of business, I will say that there have been a few times where I have a mismatch of client and myself, and it's never a smooth transition. So at this point in the game, we really just like to make sure that we're all on the same page. If you like to set up a pre Appointment 615-367-0819, direct number to the office, 615-367-0819. Also, there's a tax organizer on drfriday.com. Anyone that wants to start organizing their papers, if you want to just, and you don't even have to use my services, guys. If you're looking for a tax organizer, you can download it. We'll help you preempt whatever, if you do your own taxes, it may help you think about uh, ask some questions that maybe you don't think about. I mean, I know some of these online softwares, apparently they ask a lot of great questions, um, you know, just something, but it's free. You can download it and that way you can go ahead. And again, for all Dr. Friday clients, if you haven't received um, one, you just go to drfriday.com, click on tax organizers. It's there, download it, go ahead and start filling it out, getting your paperwork all organized so that we have a nice little quick simple tax season. That will be our goal this year. Always my goal, 25 years. I can't say I've ever succeeded yet, but you know what? It's always nice to have goals. Um, If you would like to uh, talk about tax as an enrolled agent, what we do, of course, is tax preparation. We do all tax returns, business, individuals, nonprofits, trust. We handle all of them and we handle all different states because we're licensed by the IRS. We're licensed for all states. We're not just licensed by one state. That being said, so if you have a question and you need something done or you're getting love letters and you're not too sure, the easiest thing is to take initial consultation. My initial consultations are always free. Why? Because I want to make sure we both are on the same page. Pretty simple. So if you want to do that, you need to call the office. It's the easiest way to get an appointment and also to have a quick phone conversation to make sure we can help you. That number again is 615-367-0819. You can email friday at drfriday.com. Also the 615-367-0819. You can text So if you want to text something like just say, give me a call or whatever, that's the easiest way to make this work. So text, email, or go to the website. You can also send a link right through the website and do that. If you're an existing client and you haven't yet got the smart vault um, uploaded, then um, again, send an email to me and we'll get you the link. So that way you can start uploading your tax documents as they start arriving. Let's try to keep everything nice and neat and clean and secure, right? We don't want to have any issues with, uh, you know, all you hear about is issues. So last time, 615-367-0819 or Friday at drfriday.com. Hope you have an awesome Saturday. Copulate time.